Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of our past and embraces the cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Today I've got something really fun and unique for you guys. As I mentioned on last week's podcast about storytelling, I took a class at Grand Valley last fall semester about fiction writing and telling stories. And I was able to use this to take certain stories from my life, or things that happened, I should say, and turn them into actual real stories. Also, I'm super into Halloween and all things spooky and eerie and creepy, so keep that in mind. Thirdly, I co-own a mortuary logistics company with my husband, and we run into some sticky situations. We are on scene for all the medical examiner deaths in our county and adjoining counties. So that means if there's any unplanned deaths, any suicides, overdoses, car accidents, murders, we are on scene for every single one that happens. We also work with the area funeral homes doing embalming and there for helping with services and transportation, things like that. So I've seen a few things. I've been around a few things. And let's just say that type of job is not for me. Once we started our business, I started doing the tasks right alongside Eddie and being on scene just like him, being just as involved. Well, I soon began having nightmares and nocturnal panic attacks and daytime panic attacks as well. And I wasn't able to do that job anymore. But I still had enough experience to um, get some interesting life happenings going on. <laughs> what am I trying to say? I saw some shit. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no way. Anyway, there's no other way to put it. Um, so what I did is I took some elements of things that I saw on the job and I made it into a story with a main character named Edwin. I wonder who that person is supposed to be. Um, And another character named Daisy. And I took some of my life experiences and things that I saw on the job and made them into kind of like scary stories. So today I'm going going to be reading one of those stories to you guys. So get comfy, grab something warm to drink, and snuggle in for a spooky, scary story. So our story begins with our main character, Edwin, on an airplane ride flying over some snowy mountains, and he's thinking back to his time as a funeral director. So imagine we're going into his mind and picture picturing this play out in his mind's eye. Edwin arrives at the ski chalet after four hours' drive in a blizzard up the mountain ranges of Northern California. Pulling to a stop, Edwin notices a single sheriff's car parked along the road, the dirt road, telling him that he was at the right place. There was no electricity or sign of modern technology from the outside of the small A-frame cabin, but inside were all the necessities one would need to live and die. Skidding his gurney across the icy ground to the front door, a police officer greets him and lets him in. 
We've got an issue with the body, the officer grunts while gesturing toward the crowded cottage's darkly lit innards. Another officer comes from down the old wobbly spiral staircase from the loft with a sheen of sweat on his forehead. He's up there. Edwin assesses the situation. What tools does he have and how many men can he count on to lift the corpse? Climbing carefully up the stairs, Edwin comes upon the poor fellow on his overstuffed bed. Teeth and bones scatter across the pillows. A paper bag is tied around the decedent's hands. Without missing a beat, Edwin turns in full 360 to and looks up to see nautical ropes of all kinds hanging in the rafters. The cops await expectantly for their savior to give them the first direction. Give me a minute. Edwin says while walking back to his van. He's been in this business 35 years and has had to use his creativity along with mental and physical strength over and over, and he's never once let a sticky situation get the better of him. He grabs a backboard, two carabiners, and some heavy-duty gloves from his kit. Upon Edwin returning to the loft, the two officers are trying to arrange the man's body into a position which, which gets him into a body bag. Edwin takes initiative and grabs a sheet to wrap around the man's lower back and pulls him to the side of the bed and into the bag. The officers share a smirk of recognition of Edwin's craft. Giving the two men direct and calm directions, Edwin completes his idea of tying the body to the backboard, swinging a rope over a rafter and rigging a pulley. Their plan is stopped by the banister. One of the officer's eyes light up as he finally realizes an idea to help the situation instead of waiting helplessly by. He grabs a drill from the dead man's shop table and dismantles the banister. The dead body now free to swing gracefully over the mattress on the first floor and lowered down. We never thought we'd be able to get this guy out of here today, one of the cops says while, he, while sweat pours down his face. You are a lifesaver. Never underestimate an undertaker, Edwin smiles, and returns to his tasks and completes the job in 45 minutes. Grateful to be back on his way down the mountain, he honks his horn twice and pulls away. That was a short story, but let me tell you guys, the events that happened in that really did happen to us. And the story is, you know, a lot more convoluted in my head. We really did have to tie up a guy to some rafters and swing him and make a makeshift pulley and lower him down to the mattress on the floor. And that was some crazy shit. And I've seen a lot of other things too that I'm not really allowed to talk about, but at least this one, it's been a couple of years, so I figured we were probably safe. So today I want to talk about how writing about traumatic events that happen in your life can help you heal. First of all, it creates an emotional release. Writing about a traumatic event provides a safe and non-judgmental space for individuals to express their emotions. And the act of putting thoughts and feelings onto paper or a computer can serve as a cathartic release, and it allows individuals to process and externalize their pain, anger, grief, or fear. And by giving voice to these emotions... Writing it can provide a sense of relief and promote a greater understanding of one's own experience. It can also give us a sense of control. 
Trauma can often leave individuals feeling powerless as if they have no control in their lives at all. And writing about a traumatic event can help restore a sense of control by allowing individuals to dictate the narrative of their experience. Through the act of writing, as I've witnessed, individuals can explore different perspectives and create new meanings and reclaim their personal power. And I'm all about that. And this sense of control can contribute to a greater sense of empowerment and resilience. Also, writing about a traumatic event can give us perspective and clarity. It, writing about said traumatic event enables individuals to gain a new perspective and achieve a new level of clarity. And when thoughts and emotions are put into words, it becomes easier to organize and make sense of them. Writing can provide individuals with a clear understanding of their own reactions, beliefs, and coping mechanisms. By gaining insight into their trauma, individuals can begin to reframe their experiences and develop healthier perspectives. Also, I wanted to touch on how integration and meaning making can help. Writing about a traumatic event can facilitate the process of integrating the trauma into one's life story and finding meaning in the experience. And through writing, individuals can explore the impact of the trauma on their identity, values, and beliefs. And by acknowledging and processing the trauma, individuals can begin to make sense of it, find lessons or growth opportunities, and ultimately move forward in their healing journey. And the last thing I wanted to touch on, empathy and connection. I'm super huge into empathy. Sharing written narratives and traumatic experiences can foster empathy and connection with others who have had similar experiences. Through writing, individuals can create a sense of community, support, and validation. And this connection with others who understand the challenges of trauma can provide solace, reduce feelings of isolation, and instill hope. So those are just five key things that I wrote down earlier today about what I think writing a traumatic event can do for us. Take something and make it work for you. It's like when I was talking about when I wrote the blog post about going to jail um, and having my first panic attack, many of those different things that would make you feel scared or embarrassed, make that work for you. Make it into a story, make it into a blog post, monetize it, gain power over it. Give yourself a boost, give your brain a boost and write it out, my friends. When in doubt, write it out. The other mode I kind of wanted to switch into today might be kind of controversial, but probably not because most of you people that are listening to this podcast are probably little witches just like me. Um, let's discuss how writing something down can be so powerful and mysterious, such a great act that it's almost akin to the practice of witchcraft. Let's stick with me. Think about it for a moment. When we write something down, we are externalizing our thoughts and our emotions, and we're transferring them from the intangible realm of our minds into the tangible surface. Now, that is huge in and of itself. You're taking something that was an abstract, scary thought, scary action, scary time, and making it into something that you can now touch, feel, and manipulate. It's almost as if we are enchanting the paper with our deepest desires or fears. 
And in this sense, writing becomes a vessel of transformation, doesn't it? It allows us to release negative energy and unwanted thoughts, casting them away like a spell. And by committing our worries to paper, we can create a space for them to dissipate and it leaves us feeling lighter and more at ease. And you can do this by writing out an event that happened to you that you want to make into a story. You can write in your journal about a hard day you had with friends and just kind of a brief outline of what happened. Or you could just simply write down on a piece of paper, I'm feeling depressed. Whatever you want. Even a daily um, gratitude journal like I keep is seriously just magic in the making. Um, This process, it reminds me of the concept of a sympathetic, sympathetic magic. And that's where an action is performed on one object and it's believed to cause a similar effect on another. And in the case of writing, we're symbolically transferring our burdens onto the paper, effectively banishing them from our minds. And furthermore, writing can also serve as a form of manifestation. I'm huge into doing that. That's why I do a gratitude journal every day, morning and night. Because when we write down our aspirations and dreams, we bring them into the physical realm. And the act of putting our goals on paper, it gives them substance and it invites the universe to conspire in their realization. However, we should discuss how it's important to acknowledge that writing alone can't make everything disappear. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that, but just keep that in mind. It's a tool. It's a catalyst for change, but it requires action and intention to truly bring about transformation. And writing on paper is like casting a spell but we must also be willing to take the necessary steps to make our desires a reality. I think I've pretty much juiced this subject all that I could today. I wish that the spooky um, or macabre story I had was a little bit longer, Um, but that's not, and that's just the truth of it. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in again and for sticking with me. Um... Starting something new is always hard, and I'm still definitely trying to feel out this process of podcasting, and I'm really like finding myself writing everything down first and then wanting to read it. So I'm trying to go back and forth between just outlining what I want to say and not just reading it because I'm supposed to be just talking. So (laughs) thank you so much for your patience. And I hope you guys are having a great week and that you like this little very beginning of spooky bitch season episode with a little macabre story and talking about witchcraft and um, taking a traumatic event and making it your bitch. And I will talk to you guys soon. I think I'm going to be releasing on Wednesday. So I will see you guys next Wednesday. Love, Lindsay. Lindsay.